This past week, we had two clients that asked us if we can invest with an ESG tilt to it. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about what exactly is ESG investing. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling Your Finances. Mo Param does that on this podcast, and that's why it's called Your Finances Untangled. Mo Param with Cloudvestors. Cloudvestors, the fiduciary firm, the virtual firm, the firm with the human touch, and the firm that helps people uh, with the human touch in a virtual, convenient-to-you manner through all stages of your financial life. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Mo Param is here with the information. Greetings to you, Mo Param. Greetings to you, Dave. How are you? Greetings. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, we record on Fridays here. And this particular day, we're recording a little later than normal. So when we're done here, I'm almost done with the day. It's almost officially the weekend. Oh, yeah. Dave Perkins with your drive home here Friday afternoon. <laughs> it's uh, 92 uh, degrees, heat in- index value 104. Uh, man, is it, isn't it hot? It's hot out here now. Yeah. How about that? Isn't it hot? My, yeah, I was speaking to my mother. She's in New York, and she, is, she said it is blistering hot in New York right now. Blistering. Yeah. I, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, I talked to a lot of people in the Northeast, and uh, they're like, How's your weather there? And then I asked them, and they're like, It's hot. It's hot there. <laughs> it's not supposed to be hot where you are. Uh, welcome to the summer. Yeah, that's right. It's summertime. It's going to be hot. <laughs> going to be hot. Got a question for you. You mentioned that you've had some clients ask about something. And so I want to know what you're talking about. ESG. What that's is that? Right. Yeah, ESG investing. So uh, it stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Investing. Uh, so that's what the ESG stands for. And essentially what it is, it's just investing in companies that have, you know, a philosophy around um, the environment, protecting the environment, um, social issues and governance and basically how companies are managed and governed. So basically putting some type of value or um, intentionality behind almost progress and making the world a better place if, if, if for lack of a better words, but that's what ESG investing is. So it's like you're investing for yourself, but it's also kind of a feel good investment because you feel like you're investing in something you're passionate in. But to me, what you just described is it, it sounds like you are investing in something that you think could make a positive difference or have a positive impact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's 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 not just what your values are, right? Because you can have values that are around things that that don't really impact the environment in a, in a in a positive way, or impact impact social issues in a positive way, right? You can you can value you know, uh, football, basketball, sports, entertainment, mm-hmm. and you may align all of your investing according to 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 those, to okay. those values. Okay, but theoretically, you know. Is, bas- is entertainment really changing the world in a better place? Is it impacting the environment? So is does it that impact the human conditions? Does that, so that mean it wouldn't fall into ESG? That's where I was going. So that means that, okay, so you value that you think it's something good to invest in, but it doesn't fall in the, e- we wouldn't put it in the ESG folder. No, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put What's something ESG that would folder? go in there. You know, a company that, you know, may, 
you know, right now, so, so we're talking about the heat, right? So we may have a company that is looking at ways to fight climate control. And maybe they're, you know, they have a tilt towards maybe cleaner energy. And then with the cleaner energy, it is, so that, that impacts the environment. Okay. But also it can impact social, uh, social arenas mm-hmm. where maybe that company, not only is it impacting the environment with cleaner energy, but maybe they are, uh, have more uh, diversity within their uh, employment or, or on their board. Or maybe it is um, bringing in uh, windmills to different areas. So now it's impacting, uh, or, and maybe they have uh, a better wage scale and benefit scale than their competition. So now you have the environmental with the clean energy, the social with the wages and diversity, and then the governance side, they are, uh, uh, maybe they're, the, the way they the board is composed or way they are um, looking at executive compensation or, you know, where they, where they put their political um, contributions or, um, you know, the governance part is how is the company actually ran? Right. And if it's a, if it's a fund like an ETF or a mutual fund, then are they keeping these companies, um, uh, you know, keeping them, keeping them honest and true on how they manage. So, so that's a, that's kind of an example of like an ESG. Company. Okay. Well, let me. Okay. Uh, just now, every di- company doesn't necessarily have to have all three to be considered uh, like ESG investing, right? So you may have you may invest one company in one company that uh, is is doing positive things for the environment, right? So that's that. So that company may not have you know all the structures in place for maybe their board isn't that diverse, or maybe um, their pay scale isn't. Any, any different than any other company. Mm-hmm. But that one mission of changing the environment or, or you know, making changes in environment, that could be part of the ESG investing. And then maybe investing in another company that maybe doesn't have an environmental push to it, but it does have a social push to it, right? So it's, it's you know, in some aspects, not every single company has to have all three of those um, okay. uh, criteria, but the criteria around investing is investing in companies that really have an impact or a positive impact really on the planet. So this, okay. And so it makes it really sustainable investing then. Yeah. Sustain, yeah. 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 And, and it's a sustainable investing. Uh, you know, so you, you, there's a big push that I've seen on, you know, reusing, uh, reusing plastic or we're using cardboard to make shoes or clothes or, yeah. uh, you know, so that, that, that company, you know, maybe their, their, their governance, their, their board isn't, it could be like a startup, right? But so maybe they don't have that many people on the board. They're still working it out, but their mission is to reduce, um, uh, plastic, reduce waste, um, recycling, better for the environment, more green, right? So they, they're they're still working on that overall mission for, in, that in, in that instance, is sustainability. Is another part of this uh, not just, uh, it sounds to me like, look, I, I want to invest, but I want to invest in something that, and I, not to say that, I, that matches my values, but that I may believe will better the world. And, but on the, on the side of that dual motivation, on the side of looking out for yourself in that investment, the other part of the motivation is helping yourself and growing your investment. Is it looking at the way you see the world going um, yeah. as far as environmental measures? The world's going to go this way. There's going to be a market for this. This is going to grow. 
It could be, right? I mean, you can also look at it as so right now, so that that's good that's a good point. So the the ESG movement, if you want to call it, um is really picking up steam. And I think in 2019, yeah, I believe it was 2019, there was about like 21 billion dollars in this type of ESG investing uh-huh. in like ESG funds. So that's a lot of money that's going into and flowing into these um, type of uh, uh, this this type of investing these type of companies. So even if you aren't a you know a, a diehard you know sustainability fan or you know maybe that's just isn't your niche that, that that isn't your thing. Right. But you can see that okay the world is going this way. Right. Um, the market is going this way. So I want to participate in it. Right. Exactly. I mean because you. I mean, you want to go with a winner, no matter what it is, right? What you think is a winner or could right. be. Right. You know, yeah. so, some of the things when, so when we talk to clients about, um, you know, investing in, in, you know, things that really mean something to them, important to them outside of returns, uh, we still factor in returns in some aspects. Sure. In the sense of, you know, we, we hear you, we understand you, and we want to match, you know, your dollars with your, with your values. But at the same token, you're paying us in some aspects to grow your money, you know, return more money than you gave to us. So we are also looking at, you know, growth. it's almost We're like also looking at making some money at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like eating, uh, having your cake and eating it too, because it's almost like, and it's not charity, but I'm saying it's kind of in that neighborhood of something charitable in your mind and heart. But at the same time, you're it's you're not giving to charity you're investing you're making right. investments for yourself um yeah that's well you ask okay you, you you tease this with you've had some people asking about esgs what what's a good example what was their motivation for asking you about them um one one was re- religious purposes uh-huh um you know it wasn't a a mandate like we had to go and and directly invest specifically in those companies and those type of companies and that's it. But they wanted to they wanted us to keep that on the radar. Mm-hmm. And 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 in, in the investment decision, you see a good made, opportunity. If there's op- exactly if there's opportunities, can we? If if the opportunities are are equal, mm-hmm. uh, as far as maybe risk versus reward, then they wanted us to kind of lean towards more ESG. Okay. Uh, and the other was more of a, you know, leaving the world in a better place than yeah. her, her philosophy is, you know, um, as a as a as a generation, we always want to leave the generation behind us in a better place sure. than when they when they received it. Um, so hers is, you know, was more of, of that okay. really have a religious tilt to it, but it was just, you know, let's make the next generation um, just have a better place to, to live in. Well, nothing wrong with that. And I know you feel yeah, like uh, you feel like you, you're supporting something that you would like to see grow and thrive. So, yeah, um, that hey, would you have had ESG 30 years ago? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Would people have looked at this or did it exist? Was was this whole yeah. philosophy or practice in existence? I, th- I think so. I mean, um, I think what, what's happened now is you, you have, so 30 years ago, you saw, you're talking 1992, 30. right? Oh, maybe let's go back further. Let me, let me take it back further <laughs> in the seventies. Oh, 50 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Let's go there. Uh, 
Yeah, it, I think there, there, there would have been, right? I mean, it's, um, I think what's, what's happened since the 70s in, in this example is, you know, technology has, has advanced. Yeah. And maybe some aspects of, of, you know, let's just go back to what I was mentioning before about uh, cleaner, quote unquote, cleaner energy, right? Um, maybe in the 70s, there were either a handful of companies that maybe found ways to make energy cleaner outside of coal. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, the, and, and the, but now fifth, fast forward 50 years later, right? Um, the technology has improved. The competition has improved. Uh, legal uh, legislation has 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 made it more of a tilt, right? We we're seeing this big push for EV right now. Yeah. So so maybe consciously there were people that that wanted to to invest in some type of ESG type of planning, but either the opportunities weren't there, or you know obviously the lingo wasn't there, uh, but the information. Right. We, we live in a very in, in information age right now. So uh, you, you can look up or right? you can look up companies stances on different. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Easily. Different, yeah, exactly. Easily. Yeah. You can yeah. look at how they feel about different. Um, uh, gosh, I'm throwing a blank. Different issues. Right. See how they're how they're handling different issues. Um, and, and now you can align your money according to what you believe in. I was trying to think, what was the movie? Oh, I guess that was in The Graduate, uh, where they were talking about, I guess they were talking about investments in that movie, and they said one word, plastics. <laughs> that wouldn't be an ESG, I guess. <laughs> uh, or you could say, like, remove plastic. Too. Well, right. That's right. <laughs> Eliminate plastic. Right. Let's take a break. You want to kind of do just do a little free free form on this and maybe a couple of little things in, in the, you know, not little things, they're big things, but just touch on some other things in the second segment. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Good. I like to pick Mo's brain and do a little free for all. It's coming up on Your Finances Untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com that's a relationship you can trust at cloud vesters you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy it's all about specific customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial Financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's Cloudvestors.com. Yes, indeed. Uh, Cloudvestor is a great firm, a fiduciary firm, uh, born out of the need, out of necessity, because the brick and mortar uh, that still exists and helps people in their financial lives saw a challenge. Uh, people were moving from their area in in Atlanta, and they were like, I don't want to shop around for someone in my financial life. I, I like you, Mo. <laughs> well, and you, you said, well, I'm not moving with you to um, Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're not going to Sheboygan. I'm not moving there. And they, but we can work with you while you're in Sheboygan. We can continue to work together. 
And uh, that was really how it was born. So you could maintain that relationship, keep that relationship you have with existing clients. But then, and then, you know, over time, you especially after COVID, I mean, COVID really, we don't know where this whole virtual work thing's going to go. But COVID definitely pushed us into something a little faster than I think we would have gone into it in that yeah. regard. Don't you think? Yeah. You know, the market, right before COVID, the market was 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 humming. I mean, it was, you know, 2019, uh, the S&P was up, what, over 30%? Yeah. I so, mean, it was rolling. Yeah. yeah the, the, the economy was rolling. But, you know, there was there was this, this hidden, I mean, it wasn't even that hidden. There was thoughts that you know, this run, this bull market has to uh, yeah. slow down at some point. But maybe we didn't think um, to this extent, right? Well, uh, and obviously, COVID right. threw a monkey wrench in all of it, and you know, with all the stimulus and um, you know all the 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 printing of money and uh, you know PPP loan, basically all the stimulus that was put into the economy to keep us from essentially going to a depression. PPP and uh, uh, propping up the bond market, right? There was a lot the of that. Uh, and then uh, the personal checks. You know, the kind of the cruel joke of that, those you know, checks that went out to everyone. The cruel joke of that, and, you know, I'm sure there are many factors that have brought us to where we are with inflation. But it really, right now with the inflation we're seeing, it won't take that long to lose that 1200 you got. Not to say that <laughs> everyone still has it, but you know what I mean. For yeah. it to add back up to that because of the yeah. inflation we have. Oh yeah, inflation is high. Inflation is really high now. We're, you know, we're seeing inflations, uh, in, in inflation numbers, yeah, you know, this high in the last forty years or so. Yeah. So everything's, for the most part, everything's is the cost of everything. The cost of doing business has gone up. Uh, obviously, we're seeing at the gas pumps. We're seeing at the grocery stores. Uh, just you know, how many? This past was it this week? Yeah, this week. Um, you know, some of these streaming services are are increasing their prices, right? Just, just, just life itself is just getting uh, very expensive, which, which in some aspects I think is what the, you know, I won't get too political, but I think that's what the government's um, um, uh, agenda is, mm -hmm. objective, not really agenda, objective is, is to, to make them, make the, make living so expensive so that it cools down the economy. Yeah. And by, and by theory, it'll bring inflation down. What a way to do it, though, because you know what I'm saying? Because we're all feeling the sting of that objective or whatever it is. You know, we're having to feel it. Yeah. Feeling it. School. Yeah. You know, there's a school of thought that says, you know, let the market take care of itself. You know, it's a let them eat cake. Let <laughs> no. Then we got to worry about diabetes to, for <laughs> right. a, a, a community of diabetes 20 years from now. <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, and what the other thing I was thinking about is what I'm fascinated about this time we're in now, and I'm not all gloom and doom. I'm, I just think we're on the precipice. Is that right? Precipice of change, some major change. Come, and, I, and I'm not saying bad uh, because what I was talking about with COVID, one thing I meant with that was I think COVID pushed us into more of a comfort level with virtual anything, virtual oh, work, yeah. virtual planning, virtual meetings. So I think that accelerated that. Uh, COVID had its role in where we are with the economy now. And in many ways, yeah, we've been in areas of high inflation. We've definitely seen recession. We've seen all that. But is this different? I don't know. Is this different? Um, what are we moving into? 
And where will we go? What my daughter is 19. What will she see in her life with mm-hmm. with uh, artificial intelligence and where we're going with that? It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's I, I think we're moving into a space where there's going to be industries that are going to evolve, completely evolve into a into a virtual type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to cause, in my opinion, some elimination of, of, of jobs. You know, for instance, um, I mean, think about the evolution of, of bank tellers. Right, I mean, it, right, it, right. It, it wasn't that long ago, probably, what, 20? Yeah, because I was in college. So 20 years ago, you had to go to a bank. You had to. You had to go to a bank, or you had to go physically go to a bank and talk to a teller, wait in line, fill out a slip. Uh, I don't know when I was last in one. <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> neither do I. Yeah, they had to, yeah, obviously they had ATMs, but for the most part, you know, you you went to the bank. Right. And then the rise of uh, online banking. Then it's like, oh, I can kind of bank online. Now it's, you know, peer-to-peer, peer-to-peer lending with mm-hmm. the Venmos and PayPal yeah, and right. Square. And it, now it's just like Or like if somebody deposit. says, hey, you want me to pick you up something at wherever they're going to a restaurant? Yeah, I don't have any cash. I'll Venmo, Venmo you it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. That, it, it's, what's kind of crazy is it's just a funny, it's 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 a funny uh, line that a potential new client told me. Mm-hmm. But they spit his husband and wife, young younger couple. Um, I think they're like early thirties, but they split everything fifty fifty. Uh-huh. So what she does is <laughs> she pays basically for just about everything. Okay, and then she's and then she sends him an invoice at the end of the month. <laughs> And then he and then he Venmo's her the, So the what uh, this is well, I could go so many places with that. <laughs> but I'm trying to think if he misses payments, <laughs> you know how the electric company can cut you off your power. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Is that healthy in a marriage? <laughs> to have a billing department? <laughs> Listen, as long uh, as the bills get paid, right? I guess so. I guess so. But, but you know, that evolution of, you know, now it's, you know, I, in 10 years, will there will there really be a need for um, tellers? Maybe not. But see, maybe it, one at a bank so you can have some type of maybe, local presence. Maybe, maybe. But for the most part, that industry has gone. I went to a fast food restaurant the other day. Don't judge me. I went to a fast food restaurant and uh, it's a kiosk. I did today. Uh, and there is a kiosk. What? Yeah, so you go in, you punch in what you want, uh, you put your order in. Wow. Pay right there. You grab a you grab a little number. Uh-huh. And then somebody calls out your name. I mean, calls out your number. You grab your lunch and you leave. See, you know, I, I think about that all the time. And, and I know if I bring it up, what are people going to do for work in the future? A lot of people will say, now, look, don't forget the Industrial Revolution. You know, uh, there was a big change then with that. He said, uh, what did buggy whip manufacturers, what did blacksmiths do? You know, yeah. let's put it, we're putting the blacksmiths out of work. But this seems bigger. This just seems bigger. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. But what will people do? I don't know. You know, that's a good, that's a good point. You know, I, I've thought about that. And, and, you know, even with our industry, right, there's, there's been a, a talk of robo-advising. So we had a podcast about that, about robo advising. So essentially, yeah. it's just a algorithm. It's a computer that 
that basically tells you how to invest or, or just invest for you. Mm. And, you know, we embrace technology, uh, but I think, I think that human approach, you know, obviously what we're doing now, right. We're, we're doing the, virtual, the blend. We're doing the, we're doing the virtual investing, the virtual planning. Yeah. But we have that blend because we have the human approach. Yeah. You know, it's, I think that part of at least my industry, mm-hmm. at least I can think of it right now, there, there is that human approach that is that human story behind your dollars. And I think no algorithm, no you know, questionnaire that you fill out uh, really knows your true story. I, I agree. I just, how can it? How can yeah. it? Because you could say, I'm really concerned about this in my life. And it's not, it could be, I mean, with something truly unique to you. How mm-hmm. could that know about that? Um, yeah. yeah, that's scary. You know, look, I'll give you an example. Uh, look at the, ch- it's amazing, the pace of change. Um, I hate to even say this, it makes me sound so old, but I got in it very young. I've been in broadcasting in some form or fashion for <laughs> 41 years. Oh, wow. As long as you've been alive. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and so when I first got in it in 1981, and the radio stations I worked at, we still, you know, you're in this radio studio, you had two turntables and we queued up records like 45s and albums. That's what the music we played on the radio. We'd have to like queue it up where you hit the note and then back at about a quarter turn. And when you fire the turntable up, there it is. Um, we were using tape, you know, of course, reel to reel tape and what we called carts. The commercials were on, it was all tape. And then uh, early nineties, was my first experience with actual, you know, computers coming in, automation systems. Uh, when I first got in radio for the first 10 years, though, we had to have a human being at the station 24-7. Oh, yeah. And then when those computer, the automation systems came in, we, we stopped having to have someone overnight and on weekends. And now, and again, this goes to COVID, this accelerated this. A lot of radio stations now don't even really... <laughs> I mean, don't even uh, have anybody there. You hear somebody on the air. I mean, if they are live, they could be doing it from their house. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, big radio, yeah, big radio, uh, big radio show here in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, for a while, we're, we're everyone, everyone on the, on the team, or I guess on the cast, was at home. At home. I think right. They had at home. The sound engineer probably in the studio, but that's about it. And it's staying that way, even though, you know, we're coming out of that virtual work for many, uh, it's staying that way. And I'm actually surprised of all these companies that are saying, come back or you lose your job. Because I always, I thought they were going to say, hey, <laughs> look at the money we can save here. Yeah. Um, but there is something, you know, there is something about, you know, having that hu- human um, connectivity. That, I think that, so. The social aspect of the it. social aspect yeah. around it. I agree. So, you know, our team mainly works remote, uh, but at that, you know, at a headquarters, you know, we're, we're here, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm actually just in the office right now. Yeah. And, you know, we're here, but you know, for most of our team, um, they're, they're all remote. Live from the, well, it's not live. It's recorded <laughs> from the high ceilinged office. Of cloud vesters, because <laughs> that's where you are. Uh, you do have high ceilings there. Mo, good conversation. I like it. You know, of course, we opened up in the first segment uh, talking about sustainable investing and learning about ESGs. And that's certainly something that it was a good example of what you're interested in. 
you can talk to Mo or somebody on the team at Cloudvestors. And as you said, hey, um, ESG, I've been reading on it. Um, if an opportunity comes up, can you tell, tell me about it? I mean, that's just that relationship you have. That's a good example of it at Cloudvestors. That's right. Yeah, it, it's, it's you know, we are here to work at, uh, a, you know, in partnership, in collaboration with you and, and not just building your wealth, but, you know, adding some context behind it. And if, if, if this is part of what you want as part of your planning, then our responsibility is to make sure that we are putting your money to the best use as possible to match your, to align your goals, your values, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, cause that way you're, that way you're, you know, so what I've seen with the, in the ESG space, it, uh, I know we were trying to wrap up, but people stay committed. Yeah. Right. People stay committed. Well, to, it's a passion. It's, it's a passion. It's, so it's, you stay it's passionate invested. investing. Yeah. And that's one thing. I, that's one thing I like about, you know, aligning someone's goals that are just more than just financial, right. But mm-hmm. aligning their goals with their dollars is because, you know, in times like we're seeing right now where, you know, markets, depending on where you look at, are down double digits. Yeah. Um, you know, some some people want to stop investing or go to cash or, you know, they are scared. Right. But there is that connectivity. There is that that. Um, you know, you just have that connectivity, knowing that. I'm going to keep investing. I'm going to keep investing because you know what? The money that I'm investing in is going to support companies that have a bigger mission. And so you, you, you align, you just, you Mm -hmm. end up just staying with the process. You know, I guess that's kind of where I was going to with when I asked about 30 to 50 years ago, maybe did we have this passion for this type of investing or was it just simply investing? Because this is like investing almost with a cause, right? You know? So yeah, I guess, and we'll probably see more of that as we go on. 438 now, 80, 94 degrees, heat index values 104 here on the drive home with Mo and Dave. Let's get out of here. Mo and Dave. Hey, why in radio, uh, I had to fight not doing this too. It's kind of it's kind of one of the crutches of people on air. Why'd they give the time so much? <laughs> like, hey, it's off. Uh, 438. Like, who cares? It's 438. Why are you telling me the time? I got to watch. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, let's uh, have a have a great weekend. And of course, thanks so much. I love the ride with you every week here on the podcast. And we'll get back together again next Friday. Sounds good, Dave. Enjoy your weekend. You too. And, and you as well. Thanks for joining us on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Piram and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. 